0: Today, we're having a conversation with um, Donna, and she is a parent of um, someone that came to Recover Us for treatment. Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about um, the background and what led you to seek um, recovery for your son or a little bit of background about him, about Josh? Um, Yes, well...
1: He, let's see, where do I start? He needed help getting off of um, opiates um, as well as benzos, but we started with the opiates. Um, He had a, a head injury and then he also had to have a kidney auto transplant. So, with the kidney problem, he was on pain pills a lot due to the kidney being twice the size it should have been um, until they corrected it. But it took a lot of years for them to figure out what the problem was and how to correct it. So by the time that they did the auto transplant, um, he had he'd been on pain pills on and off for a few years. And then I guess about a month and a half in the hospital straight yeah. and he just could not quit taking them without horrible withdrawals, so they put him on the suboxone and he stayed on suboxone for a while but it it interacts with the um benzos and he just needed it off and so we had tried a few other places uh he went to a place in florida um by himself and it sounded good at first you know it had it was on the beach it had Uh, massages and healthy food and you know it sounded good but he ended up I guess they took him off of the benzo too fast and he ended up um, having a seizure and having to go to the hospital and then from there he ended up in a mental hospital so as a mom you know when you're you know over a thousand miles away from your kids and they're you know in in trouble you know pretty much going to a Hospital, going to a mental hospital, so I went and got him. So I was kind of afraid for him to go anywhere else without me, because I wanted to know what exactly they were doing and, you know, how they did it. And um, my husband sent a link to to you guys at Recover Us. I watched some videos, um, read up a little bit about what you do, talked to Seth, and what I think I liked the most was the the fact that you treat treated people you talked about people with an addiction um like people not like just absolutely bad people you know but people who needed help instead of people who were just bad and you had found ways that would help alleviate some of the um withdrawal symptoms because as you know they're really bad uh and the thing I liked very most was that I got to come with him so I could oversee what was going on and make sure you know, everything was in his best interest. And
0: so you're no stranger to medical situations or having to comprehend, understand, grasp what a program is. And I consider you to be a very dedicated person to research and looking into all options and finding out all you can prior to just diving in. And you said that he had been to another facility. Um, And the important point to, I think, make about that is, and you can address this too, uh, a lot of loved ones or parents will say to me, um, they've been to another place. They must just not want it. And to me, that's a sign that someone is anxious and someone does want help. They may have just not found the right type of treatment, and until you treat the brain and what addiction does to the brain and help with those withdrawals, I don't know that people are going to see a lot of results in various types of treatment. Can you talk about that from your experience a little bit?
1: Yes. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, After taking the pills for so long, it's like it it more uh, damages their brain. I don't know if it depl- I think it depletes it from things they need um, and it's almost like the brain is starving and trying to do its job when it's just not capable you know and I guess I always get frustrated when I hear them say, well they must not really need it or you can't help somebody unless they really want help. I mean, have you seen some of the people who are addicted to pills? Um, I have heard my son cry out to god almost all night long begging him for help um i have heard him uh sobbing from the you know i've heard from the other room i could hear him crying and just say you know basically he has no self-esteem no one you know trusts him no and that that's not who he is and that's not who he wants to be and you know when someone says if you really wanted it you could get help i just I hate to hear that because <laughs> they want help. No one wants to rob from their families. No one wants to um, do the things that some addicts do. You know, I've seen addicts that just look like, almost like death without dying. Right. How can they not want help? They want help. They just are not able. It's basically help doesn't help. So he reached out for help in Florida to try to get help. Um, He's reached out many times to different areas, different places trying to get help. The problem was help just didn't help. And it had nothing to do with whether he wanted it or not. It had to do with whether his brain was capable. Um, It was just running on on empty, so to say. And it was just so depleted.
0: Cognitively, it changes who people are, how they function, the decisions that they make. And even knowing Josh for the time that he was at the clinic, seeing him initially and his interaction with people and seeing him when he left, when he had relief from that, and when he had uh, received his infusions and his counseling and all of those things together to help him get to where he wanted to be and where you wanted him to be, Um, and families want someone to be. I don't think families can want it any more than the person that's suffering, but many don't have good experiences being able to withstand the withdrawal. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about Josh's withdrawals, what he experienced, because I believe his were very intense.
1: Um, yes. Okay, with Josh's uh, withdrawal, he of course has the physical withdrawal, you know, when he with, you know, he has physical withdrawals, but he had um, mental withdrawals. Um, he said the pills make him feel like everything's okay, like just makes everything feel okay. Well, when he doesn't have them, um, he gets, he's full of rage and violence. And he knows that. And he, you know, honestly, he himself had told me, he said, I'm afraid to come off because I feel like either killing myself or killing somebody. And as a mom, you're like, oh, wow. You know, um, and the problem is that the withdrawals from it was the They can last for so long that a mom can't just stay awake. I can't stay awake for five days and five nights. I just can't. And. um it just gets too much you know i can't watch him he can't control himself you know so um when we came there i was really worried you know uh he um i was afraid he was going to just go psychotic like i've seen him do many times and you know that the clinic would just call the police and then you know he himself didn't want to try to get off it's like you feed that demon or else it's going to take control of you and do something, you know, break something, you know, hurt somebody or something, you know? And so to him, it's like, feed it. So
0: it won't, you know, and he, uh, feeling really sick. I mean, yeah, very illness that you just cannot explain to someone that hasn't seen it or experienced it. It's not something you say, just get over.
1: Right. Right. He said it felt like he was dying from the inside out. Is is how he said it felt, um, and his, I know his stomach. You know, a lot of his physical was with his stomach. You know, in his head, but mostly his stomach. Um, he. Um, what I really liked about you guys was, even though I was very fearful, and I think Seth even said I, I overheard him talking to you saying that um, she jumps at his every command or something, or she does everything for him. You know, and. That is true, I did, because I was so afraid. I wanted this to work so bad. You know. I was so afraid he was going to um, act out violently. So I had to run interference, I guess, and make sure everything went okay so that he wouldn't, you know, and, or tried to anyway. But uh, he, honestly, I can say, I've seen him go through withdrawal without the NAD, and with it, you know, when he went with it, it took so much of it away that he never went psychotic. He never got violent. I mean, he got mouthy and, you know, and talked a lot and said, you know, some mean things. And, you know, but it was all verbal. He never kicked my car or punched my window or, you know, punched the walls of the hotel. Things like that that happened when he's tried before. Um, so I think the NAD must have healed something or balanced something so that he could get through it without the mental, or I would say it cut the mental by a good 75, 80%, you know? I mean, it cut it way down so that he didn't end up with the police called on him, (laughs) you know? It cut it down enough that he could get through it.
0: And And the important thing, because its first job is to alleviate the withdrawal, because if someone can't get past the withdrawal, they can't continue on to better health and being sober. So to give someone that relief is imperative for them to be able to continue. And with NAD, one of its first jobs is to lessen the withdrawal. And also the docs will also prescribe comfort meds when it's needed and nothing that is addicting. So there will not, we won't be eight across addiction. And we also have the withdrawal management device that people can use and then counseling. So we're basically um, throwing everything at this that we possibly can to help people get past that first hurdle and, and do so successfully and having their family or someone to comfort them or be a support to them, rather than shutting them off and saying, you can't see your family. You can't talk to them. You're in this by yourself. To us is not the best approach. And it's an antiquated approach to having supportive, either it be a parent, Or a husband or a wife or a friend, you know, we have to be careful because of COVID. But can you talk a little bit about the importance of that for you? I know you've touched on that, but how do you think that also helped him? Well, I think that for him, I mean, fear
1: is, you know, big. He, you know, he, I would be afraid had I gone and asked for help and I ended up in a mental hospital you know i would be afraid um so i'm sure he was afraid you know he um i think it helped just knowing i was there and he knows that mom will go to bat for me no matter what you know mm-hmm. if something is not right and i can't try to help myself you know mom's there mom will you know i know he can get mad at me sometimes but i do think he knows that mom's there for him no matter what mm-hmm. and
0: you know, whether it be
1: mom or a friend, or, you know, just know that you have someone to help look out for you when you're like, not at your best, I guess, maybe even if you were just sick, you know, if I went to the hospital sick, and not able to really function, right, because I'm sick and concentrating on that, I would want someone to be looking out for me and, you know, be there to speak for me if I need something, and I'm too stuck in what I'm doing to say it, you know, right. So I think it's just, you know, and it's helpful too, just to have someone there in the room. Once you do go back in the evening, you know, at night, just having someone there, if you need the Gatorade, or if you need, you know, whatever you need going through the withdrawal.